So, you know, Sammy? Yeah. I think you have the same inspiration and motivation as the cast of the movie Clueless. Oh my god, why? Because you don't care what your teacher says. You know why? Because you, sir, you're going to be a supermodel. (laughs) Let's start the show! (laughs) I am a supermodel in my own mind. Hello and welcome to the Drunk United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the easy breezy beautiful cover girl, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how the hell are you? Doing very well, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, man. Sorry, I was finishing applying my lip gloss. <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, we're recording from Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on Apple Podcast, Stitcher. Spotify and Google Play if you're a weird Android user. Um, you know, we're getting lots of listeners and uh, lots of uh, reviews and things are going well. But uh, Sammy, yeah, thanks, everybody. Um, we'd love to hear from all of you. So, Sammy, tell people how they can get in touch with us. So this week we did hear from a few people, um, but we'd love to hear from more of you. And, you know, this show, as we've said before, is going to be the progress report. Give us a progress report. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love to have a little banter back and forth and mess around with you, too. Um, we're at DU Football Show on all the socials. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and DU Football Show at gmail.com. Excellent. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry, and we both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit. And uh, we vow for this show and every show to have a drink in our hands. Sammy, what are we drinking on tonight? So today we have the uh, a Japanese whiskey, actually, uh-huh. Iowa, um, which is from the Mars Shinsu uh, Distillery. The highest elevation distillery in Japan, named for a man named Kichiro Aiwa, well who was widely known as the silent pioneer of Japanese whiskey. Um, typically, Japanese whiskey is a, a, I don't want to say fairly new category, but in terms of whiskey making, a newer comer to the game than, um, than most. Um, typically, they have learned their craft from the scotch houses. Uh, so it has been, you know, much more malt-based, much more scotch-oriented uh, flavored whiskey. This one, not so much, Sammy. Why don't you tell us about it, uh, <laughs> yes. since you sell it? Yes, absolutely. This is nothing like what you would normally expect from Japanese whiskey. This is uh, actually a homage to American whiskey. It is a predominant corn mash build with rye and malted barley. It is aged in ex-American white oak. So... Um, other than the fact that if we remember from when we talked about whiskey before, it's not made in America, so you can't call it American whiskey, and it's not aged in a brand new American white oak barrel. But right. for all extents and purposes, this is Japan making a bourbon. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, most of the famous um, houses like Yamazaki and Hibiki are very much scotch, essentially. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Very much in flavor profile, in mash bill. And everything else. Um, so this is very interesting and, and actually very good. Yeah, the largest single mar- uh, the largest single market for um, scotch in the entire world is Asia. So mo- predominantly China and Japan. Yeah, I think that's true for cognac as yeah. well. Yeah, they they dominate the market. Um, in fact, whenever there is a uh, a let's say a single malt that you're a big fan of that you suddenly can't find. Reason being is probably because China or Japan bought it all. Bought it all up, um, yeah. Like four years ago, there was a run on Macallan 18. You couldn't find it anywhere. And it was simply the um, Macallan only had so much to sell. And 
you had Japan and China looking at them going, um, how much do you want us to pay? And with a blank check. Right. And all of us going, no, 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 no. You sold it to us at this price, and this is the price you should sell it to. And the Scottish went, hey, sorry for you, U.S., but we're going to sell it to the people that will give us whatever, pay whatever we, we want, want for yeah. it. Um, well, with the tech boom and industry they have going on over there, I mean, they're doing that with footballers, as and, we've seen. With with uh, Remember, Oscar played for Chelsea, yep. a Brazilian. Still relatively in the prime of his career, went and took 600000 a week over for some Chinese team because yep. they can do that. Yeah, so they, they have the money to do it. Um, well, Sammy, let's have ourselves a good show, man. Yep. Sammy, you got your grade book out? I do. All right, let's do it then. You know, I actually used to be a substitute teacher. Oh, well, <laughs> proud for you. It is progress report, uh, boys and girls. So there's still seven games away from what would be, quote unquote, the halfway point of the league. But right now it starts to get really effing busy yep. over the month of December. And the reason for that is they have to catch up from the international break that has taken so far three weeks from the league. Yep. Um, they need to make sure that they finish in a certain amount of time, namely basically the middle of May. So they have to throw in these extra games throughout the well, season to make it go. England that. also has more than one domestic <clears throat> cup where most other countries only have one domestic cup. Right. So from January and February, there's more midweek games that are all cup competitions Yep. where they can't fit in Premier League games until you know midway through or late February. When the um the final for the uh, league cup is over, and That'd be the Carabao Cup, right? Now. And and then of course also you have the uh, the FA Cup, which the first weekend that the it's technically the third round, but the first weekend that all the Premier clubs Premier League Join, clubs are in yep. it, they play that over a weekend, so it's basically nobody has league play. Everyone plays in the right uh, FA after cup. yeah after uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It's pretty much no one does anything until that weekend. And we are and definitely going to do the most a- magical weekend in English football. And we are so going to do a show about it too. Can't wait. So, um, so, oh uh, gosh, I've completely lost place. So, what <laughs> we're going to do here is very simple. We have written out all of our progress reports. We have given them to the managers. They have to take them back to their parents to be signed, and they need to bring <laughs> them back to us. We're going to start at the top, work our way down, and we're going to kind of follow a. Uh, a pretty simple format. We've got four things we want to consider. We want to consider how has their season started? Is there a clear weakness? What will they do to improve? And then Sam and I are going to give them a grade. So it could be A through F, and we can even give them an incomplete if we don't think that they are, uh, if the jury's still out on them. Yep. So sound good to you, Sammy? You ready Perfect. to do this? Let's ride. All right. Well, then let's start with the uh, top of the league. Manchester City with a record of 10 wins, two draws, and zero losses. In uh, in all of European football, they actually don't do wins, losses, draws. It's wins, draws, losses is yep. the way that a is the way that a the table, table set up yeah. reads. And uh, Manchester City has a plus thirty one goal differential. Whew. That's a lot. Sam, I'm going to ask you for the eight hundred and twenty seventh time. Seriously, is there a weakness with this team? Is can this team be beaten? Can they be beaten? I can't answer that question. Is there a weakness? Yeah, Southampton scored a goal on them. I think they can still be got at. However, this season, unlike last, um, namely the the couple of Liverpool games, this season they're much better at making in-game adjustments and dealing with what the opposition is throwing at them a little bit better. Um, so I 
can someone beat them? I don't know. But I think they can still be got at. Um, but as the season wears on, they're just going to become more and more solidified as long as they don't pick up any major injuries. Okay. Is there a clear weakness? I mean, I, I don't see... And uh, no. other than having too many talented players and not enough not enough places to put them on the um, bench. Right. I think so. That's a good point. Um, their ego could be a big weakness. Um, they get complacent, as we saw with the draw against Wolves. Um, that could be a problem if they pick up a couple more of those. I don't think Liverpool's going to drop a lot of points. We'll come on to that. Uh, but if they get complacent, they let their ego, they let their price tag, they let everything else get to their head. Could be an issue, but you could arguably say that Pep Guardiola managed the greatest club side that's ever played the game in his Barcelona teams, and I think he is the perfect person to manage those egos, um, and I don't think he'll allow that to happen. Did it with Bayern as well. I mean, right. now they didn't have... They never lifted the Champions League, though, right. which will be seen as a failure for him, but... Right, but but he did manage those egos, and, and in Germany, there's one team with all the egos. It's it's Bayern, yeah. And, and if there's an ego on another team, don't worry, Bayern's going to buy him in the offseason. Yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> how 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 does this team improve? What are what are they going to do in the the transfer window to improve their squad? Um, I think they could probably use another left back. They're still having Fabian Delft cover uh, Delph cover for um, Mendy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nicholas Otamendi is fine cover for the two center backs. Um, but Vincent Company is a bit older now, uh, still prone to injury. Now he's a commanding force when he's fit, but you know, can he stay fit for the length of the season? If they have an injury at that center back position, there could be a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am not sure about their cover for Kyle Walker. Um, so they might find somebody, you know, the best player or the best outside back on a mid-level, uh, mid-level club. Bring him in just as cover for somebody Got in it. case someone goes down. I could play it right back for that team right now. Right. So it's, you know, they don't want to upset the chemistry. I don't think they're going to do a ton, but they might want to get some cover uh, in a certain area. Does um, Bertrand play the left or the right for... Um... For Southampton. Ryan Bertrand is a left back, I believe. Okay, got it. If he was a right back, that would be a perfect pickup for them. You know? I'm pretty sure he's a left back. Yeah, because he, he played with... He was... Originally, wasn't he a um, United um, farm guy? He, I think I think that he played might be a right. little bit yeah, with them. I think that might be right. I'll probably be able to handle playing with a bigger club. That you know, That's that's the kind of person I'm thinking of you yeah. know, in, in that kind of shape. So what kind of grade would you give them currently? Oh, an A. I mean, there's nothing else you can give them. They've got a plus 31 goal differential, and they haven't lost the game yet. I mean, you can't really... You can give them one other thing. You can give them an A+. Plus, which well, is they, what drew I against, they drew against Wolves. Yeah, and well, ev- and everybody else in the league is... Then they problem. lost to Shakhtar in the Champions League away. Yeah. I, we're not talking... We're not oh, talking no, I'm Champions sorry. League. They did not lose away. They lost to somebody else away. Leon, maybe. It was Leon they lost to. Yeah. You know, away. But but we're not talking Champions League. We're talking Premier League only. Uh, well, and they drew against Wolves. Um, you know they've got one other draw on their record being that Liverpool game. Mm-hmm. I you know those two blemishes on that record. Uh, yeah, it's been a stellar start, and but the only reason they're in first place at the moment, um, you know, mainly is that goal difference. Liverpool, yeah, sure they got that extra draw. You would expect that from them though. Um, 
City, you shouldn't expect that from. City, they, they should be rolling through teams. Uh, and the Wolves, the Wolves really separates the A-plus away. But I, I'm harsh. I didn't give an A-plus to anyone. That's also... Uh, Just but, letting you know. And Well, that's the only A-plus I'm giving. Right. Um, Patricio stood on his head in that match, and they hit a couple of pipes. Which is funny that we're doing this right now, because when the game happened, you were talking up all the luckiness that they had... And I was kind of being more the calming. So it's interesting how we flipped. May have just set in a bit, I guess. I don't know. All right. So then let's go ahead and talk about who's in second place. Liverpool with a record of nine wins, three draws, and zero losses, and with a goal differential of plus eighteen. Right now, that's that's the glaring, the biggest, most glaring thing is such a huge difference in uh, goal differential between those two teams. And and while. I'm sorry, the uh, Liverpool has certainly improved upon their defense and being able to stop teams and not have the boneheaded mistakes, you know, outside of the one Allison mistake that he made. For the most part, they've played... <laughs> Stupid little flick. Right. They've played pretty smartly, but they haven't put their foot on the throat of teams. They haven't put them away. And that is what City has done. And it's why, I mean, I'm very confident in saying I already think City's going to win the championship. The longer Liverpool sticks around, you don't know what the feelings in that City dressing room are going to be. There are a lot of young players in that team. There are some experienced heads, don't worry. There are some World Cup winners in David Silva. I think they have enough to deal with it, but the more Liverpool's nipping at their heels, you never know what's going to happen. That being said, as you said, Liverpool needs to learn how to not only put their foot on the throat, but stand on it. Yeah. Um, again, Fulham. which, the, which Fulham. is a prime example. Two weekends. Yep. You know, they're up 2 nothing. Fulham completely shuts down when the second goal goes in. It's over. They're going to lose. They're, they're right. They are there to be beaten 5 0. Yep. And, and the they don't score, do it. it. The final score was 2 I don't know what's wrong with Mo Salah at the moment. Um, he's still scoring goals occasionally. Sorry there, kids. We put the whiskey just far enough between the both <laughs> of us. We couldn't reach it. So, um, Daddy he's needs still, more. He's still scoring goals, um, but obviously not as many. He's not as lethal as he was previously, so uh, last season. Now, he still has had just about as good of a start as Eden Hazard has, um, to be honest. Uh, we got sent that comparison by uh, another loyal listener uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Sané coming back from his surgery on his hand. Firmino hasn't really gotten going, but is, is really the one that links up all that play together. I think Salah, I think they'll figure it out. I think Salah will start scoring again. He's looked more dangerous these last few games, had more shots on goal, um, has been taking defenders on a little bit better. I think Firmino will will find uh, will find the back of the net a little bit more, and Sané uh, should be fighting fit here soon enough. And Shakiri's found a home. So that's your, Seems that's like your super sub to go in behind. Yeah, everybody. as long as you can keep those guys happy. I mean, that's you know, uh, with, we said it with City. That's the other thing is some of these got with their egos. Can you rotate the squad enough to keep the bench players happy? Um, back back to City for a second. Um, what about uh Kevin De Bruyne? I mean, he's now back, but let's face it, Bernardo Silva's played really really well. And um, I, do you think yeah that's going to make some effect on things? Um. I don't because Kevin De Bruyne has been such an integral part of the squad for the last few years. Um, 
I think he'll slot right back in. I don't think it'll be a huge issue. Um, last year he rotated. He kept Bernardo uh, Silva out of the side. Now last year it was Raheem Sterling that came out when he brought in Bernardo Silva. But mm-hmm. you know he rotates players. He 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 does things to try to keep people happy. And De Bruyne knows his system through and through. He's been playing for him now for three years, and he's a world class talent. Um, I don't think it's going to upset the chemistry at all. It could if it was a new player. You know, I, mm-hmm. somebody that hasn't really played for them had two or three games and then a major injury. I think there'd be a problem, but it's Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, he's been, he's like I said, he's been there. He knows the system. I think they're good to go. Okay. And so then, thanks to uh, Russ for that question, by the way. Excellent. I'm sorry I forgot to read <clears throat> it out there. No worries. So, um, then back to Liverpool with with a name, Jordan Henderson. It's like falling off the map. Yeah. Um, he was the glue of the England national team. Yeah. And Liverpool last season, really. Yeah. Um, Naby Cates has been playing well. They play roughly the same position. Now they have played together with Cates more of a box to box and Jordan Henderson as the pivot, Mm -hmm. um, on the bottom half of that, uh, bottom side of that kind of midfield three. Um, if he gets fit that he was hurt, you know, um, if he gets fit and, and, and comes back a little bit stronger, a little bit better, uh, I think Liverpool could kind of shore up their little bit of issues and he can dictate play a little bit better than Fabinho has been doing. Right. Now, uh, let's go ahead into the third place team, Chelsea, sitting with a record of eight wins, four draws, zero losses, and a plus 19 goal differential. Um, as I've been saying the whole time, so very unassuming. Chelsea seems to be yeah just quietly sitting there in third place undefeated like the other two teams and just you don't even notice it yeah absolutely um they've remarkably have adapted to Maurizio Sarri's ideas like that yeah right away right away I don't I have no idea how or or why because normally there's a couple blips, or you know, even at a good club like that, there's a couple of blips, you know, a draw or a loss to a team you shouldn't draw or lose to. Oh, there was a blip. There was a blip two weeks ago. <laughs> you can't call that a blip because we were 11 games in at the time. Mighty nil-nil draw. No, I'm not, it's not a blip. You all played that well, <clears throat> is what I'm saying. Um, you all had a new manager also and have finally taken his ideas. I mean, look at your first three games of the season. We'll come on to all that. Yep, yep, yep. We'll yep. come on to all that. Um. I'm going to have to give them my only A-plus of the day. Uh, actually, that's not true. I gave two A-pluses out, actually. Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, by the way, Liverpool, uh, your score, your, what you what are you giving them so far? We forgot to oh, say. Oh, A-minus. I'm sorry. A-minus. A-minus. That's A-minus. exactly what I was going to give yeah. them. It was an A-minus as well. They strengthen so. the right areas, and they're looking to settle in, but they need to start standing on teams' throats and choking them out. Yeah. And so... So Chelsea, you're you're saying a uh, an A plus to Chelsea. Well, the way that they've they remain unbeaten. Um, this is the now the longest every week we go by that these three clubs don't lose. Um, is a new record for the top three being unbeaten in this country. Yeah. So new manager, the ideas you know were kind of he doesn't rotate a lot. He doesn't do you know some of the things that previous managers have done. Um. I have to give him an A plus. The way they've adapted to it, and David Luiz, after being shunned last season, coming back in and playing the way he's played, and you got to give him an A plus. Yeah. I don't think there's another option. I I give him an A simply because it was so unassuming. As I, you're right, 
that that it's pretty amazing that they immediately took the system and that they're doing so well. I I give them I give them just a standard A, just because again it's just so damn unassuming they are as a squad. I hear you. So um, next up fourth place, um, one above you is uh, Tottenham Hotspur. With a record of nine wins, zero draws, and three losses, with a plus ten goal differential. Um, Sammy, your thoughts on the spuds that are actual about soccer, not how much you hate them. So, I'm going to give you my grades, and then I'm going to explain why. Because okay. I think it's going to be a little bit easier that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get a B plus on the pitch. They get a D off of it. D is in dog off of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been with a club at Arsenal that has had to migrate a stadium. We actually opened ours on time. That was a dig. Um, (laughs) We also kept it within budget. They didn't. That was a dig. Uh, That's their excuse for not bringing players in. I mean, they knew this project was coming up. They should have set other monies aside or sold some people that were uh, surplus to requirements. Um and been able to strengthen the squad. I think that so far, what they've been able to do is worthy of a B plus. I mean, they've done very well. Um, there was a couple of draws here or there that they probably should have. I'm sorry. There's a couple losses here yeah. or there that they probably should have either drawn or won. Right. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do when you have no one to bring it off the bench? Yeah. You know, these players can't, you know, can't do much. And they probably would have been an A or an A plus had the the board back them in the summer. Well, they've they've had to go pretty deep into their lineup too with the amount of injuries they've had. Um Winks has been a pleasant surprise to the squad. Um you know, he played well the couple of times he came in last season. Yeah. Um Dyer just seems a little shaky. He seems, yeah, he's still in Russia. <laughs> yeah, it's he's a little shaky. Um Depth of squad is so scary. Well, uh, of course, uh, Lucas um, Mora, uh, right? Great addition. Yeah. Great addition. He's yeah, done from PSG. He, he came in. He's done a fantastic job. That was in January, though. Right. Not in the off season. Right. But um, I, I would agree their their off season was horrific. Not signing anyone. And if we're gonna say like, what are they gonna do to fix it? They're not gonna do a damn thing to fix it. They're not gonna spend any money in January. No. They, they still got to worry about the stadium. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to do anything to fix this. I mean, it, the whole stadium situation is a joke. There, yeah. another team has played there before them, testing out the security uh, clearances and everything. Yeah. Um. They had a uh, FA Cup first round. Oh, really? They had there. someone yeah. go play they, there. They hosted it. Yeah, and had somebody else play there. Only the ten thousand turned up to the stadium, but yeah. Uh, this is this month. Is ridiculous. That this month is going to be everything to this squad. Yep. Um, it's a lot of games in a short period of time. Their um fortitude is finally going to be really, really tested. Yeah. And and you've got Larice coming off an injury recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's played two or three games. You've got Erickson coming off an injury, playing one or two games uh before the break. Um. Uh, Musa Dembele, I don't think, has been back yet. Harry Winks is still young. Who knows if he can really boss the midfield as he's going to need to. Right. Eric Dyer looks off the pace. Harry Kane hasn't scored a league goal in a while, it seems like. Now, he did uh, think he scored for England, didn't he? He did. He scored for England against um, Croatia. So, maybe he's he's back to it, but he's looked off the pace a bit these last few weeks. Um, 
So, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, if, if their best player right now is Eric Lamella and Musa Sissoko, the old Newcastle guy. Right. I I just I don't see it from them. Um, <laughs> and I think this schedule in December is, is really going to decimate that squad. And, and again, in January, they won't make – any additions? No, they can't. Well, you know, they've with- gone so far over budget, they can't do it. And what's going to be great is watching them in ninth place, going to a brand new stadium. They won't be able to fill. They made it a point to put forty more seats in than we have at the Emirates, just to be dicks. And now they won't be able to sell the tickets because they'll be in ninth place. It's <laughs> going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I hear you. They're not. They're not going to be in ninth place. They're going to end up. <laughs> they'll probably end up in like I think six or seven. I see them losing slide. three or four games this month. All right, fair enough. So now we'll um, see when I actually look at the schedule and. <laughs> so you gave them, you gave them a B plus. I gave them a B. Um, they're you know they're exceeding expectation. Uh, based certain, right, and that was my point. They, yeah. They're exceeding expectations based on what they did off the field. Yeah, that's why they're one of the only clubs I gave a backroom grade yeah. at all because it's. It, I mean, it's not their fault. Yeah. You know, it's the board's fault. It's the owner's fault that for not doing what he was supposed to do in the summer. And help the manager and the squad out. And this and this next summer can be devastating to them. They could end up losing their coach, their star players. Yep. It's they've they've always tried to hold it together on. Yeah, you if know, they don't make the Champions League, contracts. how are you going to attract players? I mean, look what's happened to us. Yeah, we've had to find more you know diamonds in the rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since being out of the Champions League. So, uh, with that in mind, let's go ahead and jump over to the fifth place team, your Arsenal stupid Gunners. Um, with a record of seven wins, three draws, and two losses, and a plus eleven goal differential, Sammy. It's one better than Tottenham, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, exceeding. Uh, but you're also um below them in the table. Two points. Um, yeah, two points. But two you're points. below. You're below them. That's in the fine. Table. I'm only below my rival by two points. Where are you? Um, exceeding expectations, right, Sammy? <laughs> is that what you're doing? I we are actually. Uh, uh, we are a bit exceeding expectations. Um. Everybody was nervous, new manager. We didn't really know what to expect. Right. So, actually, I'm not sure that we're exceeding expectations. We're in uncharted territory. We had 22 years with the same guy. So, we literally just, (laughs) all right, hold your hands up. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Um, We had no idea what to expect. Um, Now, with the the areas we strengthened in, obviously, there was some sort of good feeling around the club. Let's, you know, man, we finally got some steel back with a Uruguayan defensive midfielder. Again, you don't even need to know his name, where he's from, and what position he plays. Sign him up. <laughs> I'm in for that. Yep, I'm exactly. definitely in for that. Hold on. Just a little bit of grit and determination. Yeah. Erdogan, um, he's defensive. Yes, sign him. He's just yeah, mean. Exactly. He's just um, going to be mean. Not, not the same being said for a, a Swiss right back, but when you mention the name Steven Licksteiner, you're like, yeah, come on. Yeah. I'm in. Right? He's won seven Scudettos in a row. Um, and he's just a right proper dickhead. Like yeah. I said, I mean, and, and that's what we've lacked. We've got the flair players. We've got the people going forward. Mm-hmm. But we've been losing games 3-2. We've been losing games 3-1 or, you know, 1-0 when we couldn't get something going. You need that defensive steal. You need that determination. And now we finally have it. Um, we also finally have, have brought in a goalkeeper who's not uh, beyond his years. And is a wonderful, wonderful player, wonderful professional. And I take nothing away from Petrcek for everything he did. But he's a bit past it, and you could see it the last few years. You know, I saw it with uh, Tim Howard at the end of his career at Everton. You were like, "Oh, yeah, exactly, same sort of thing." So I'm gonna say, with us doing so well in the cups, 
I'm going to say with us not losing since the second game of the season, I'm going to go ahead and give us an A-. minus. A-? minus. You know what? I am going to go one higher than you. I'm going to give you a solid A. I think the hey, team has played really well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the last three weeks have been a little rough and maybe swayed my opinion. Uh, January. Any, any moves you think you're going to make to uh, get a little more defense in maybe? Well, we've got Lauren Cashoni coming back from a long-term injury. Yeah, I would like back to for a see. While, I know he should be in full training this month. Is what the schedule was with the club. Um, so he should be ready late December, uh, early January. Anyway, I could see him, for instance, feature um, in the FA Cup in the third round there in uh, the first weekend of January, just to get some, you know, some minutes in under his belt. We should have Socrates coming back from injury. Drop Mustafi to the bench because Holdings looks uh, much more assured. Yeah, Holdings looks good. Um, and then you've got Mavropanos coming back from injury. Again, Koscielny coming back from injury. I think we've got the cover we need um, in terms of those two. And for me, make Mustafi fifth place or sell him. Uh, fifth in the pecking order, right. I mean. And then, uh, or sell him. Um, we've got two quality goalkeepers. One younger, better. Maybe make a mistake or two, but he's a good goalkeeper. Uh, we could use a left back um, with the injuries we've had, Nacho Monreal and Sead Kalazanac. Um, they could use some cover there. We've actually had Licksteiner cover at left back in the Europa League uh, once or twice, and Zaka uh, cover at left back as well. You know, Sam, I do have one thing I can say about if you miss um, Arsene Wenger at all. Uh, there's a great Tumblr page that is called Eagles that look like Arsene Wenger. And every time... You, uh, you just you have a little bit of a longing or a missing for uh, for arson. Just just go look at that, and it shows you eagles and then arson in the exact same position as those eagles side by side. It's pretty amazing. So I have also an arson Wenger update. Oh, okay, very good. Just recently, uh, this was sent to us uh, by my boy Bobby. Um, lives in my neighborhood. Good bloke that. Mm-hmm. You remember the uh, zipper problems? Oh, yeah. With course. the long coat? The big, huge jacket. Yes. 90% of those pictures, by the way, are him in that jacket. He's finally spoken out. Oh, okay. Arsene Wenger. Uh, on his jacket, zipper struggles is <laughs> the NBC soccer, uh, NBC sports soccer. Uh, Hashtag jacket gate. Yeah. Uh, quote, they were too long, and sometimes the zip didn't work, and I struggled with that. But in the end, people... Because people were showing it, I was conscious I was under scrutiny. <laughs> yes, yes, Arson. They, they, they about sell your... shorter coats. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were worried about that. But then you wouldn't have all these great eagles that look like Arson without, I mean, all of them are him in the big long jacket. It's I know. delightful. Uh, he was he made 8 million pound a year, right, in the last like eight years of his contract. Just walk down to the team store and buy a shorter jacket. Yeah, <laughs> they, sell, they sell them there. They're 80 pounds. Not a big deal. All right, so uh, the next two teams, sixth and seventh place, are kind of interchangeable. We'll start with, uh, uh, of course, they're both sitting at the same record, just one with a plus two better goal differential. But sitting in sixth place is Bournemouth with a record of six wins, two draws, and four losses, and a plus five goal differential. Um, Definitely punching above their weight class to start the season, wouldn't you say, Sam? That's funny. Because the very first thing I wrote is punching above their weight at the moment. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, 
So, yeah. We are uh, simpatico, Sammy. What can uh, I say? <laughs> I love when it works out. <laughs> so, I'm going to give them both uh, a B plus slash incomplete. Okay. Um, Watford, because we know them to collapse. Bournemouth, for the same reason. They've both started fantastically. Bournemouth has actually got some wins on the road. Um, Watford has got some things, especially the result against Bournemouth, that you don't normally see at home. So I don't really know what these two teams are going to shape up to be um, because they typically start well and then just literally fall off their ass. So I'm not sure what to necessarily give them, but their starts are well punching above their weight. you got to give them at least a B-plus. Okay. Um, uh, in that. So, as you put both of them together, let's go ahead and also say that Watford has the exact same record of 6, 2, and 4, and they have a plus 3 goal differential. As we joked about it, the well, more so I joked about it at the start of the season, Watford is the kings of the first five games. Yeah, exactly. And they, yep. they were on point at the first five games and doing well, flying high. Um, they've had a couple of tough losses since, a couple of head scratchers, and then a couple where you go, Wow, I expected you to completely fall off, and then you go off and get a win. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. And then, so that's why I'm, I'm not sure what to do with them because when they start that losing streak, they typically just keep going through mid February. Well, they then turn around and got a couple of wins. I wrote it was like, what happened? I wrote the same thing for both teams. One word: December. Yep, um, I could agree with that. Bournemouth. Okay, including their game in November, they play at home to Arsenal. At City, Liverpool, at Chelsea, at Tottenham, at United. Now they have some Ooh. other games mixed into there. Like I think they play like, you know, Brighton, not an easy game. Leicester, not necessarily an Another easy South game. Coast like, yeah, but City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham. I mean, they play all the top six sides in the next month. They are going to plummet down the table. Um, yeah, I could see that. Um, especially uh, most of them. Not at home. They not right. at their friendly grounds. Watford, December, same word. Home for Liverpool. Home for City. At Everton, which won't hurt them because they're going to hear the same entrance music at Everton. Uh, Z cars. <laughs> um, and then at home to Chelsea. So not as bad as Bournemouth, but that's probably four games they're losing there too. And I see them plummeting down the yeah. table. So the I wrote the same thing for both clubs in, in one sentence also, um, besides punching above their weight, is they're either looking quite exciting and kind of balls-to-the-wall football, or they're dismal. Mm-hmm. It's just terrible performance, terrible day out, not fun for their fans at all. You know, it's one or the other. There's not really a gray area that I see with either one of these clubs, to be honest. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting how they're um, very closely compared as squads, and they're both higher in the table right now. Yep. I think we are going to see them both very closely compared to squads sitting at 11th and 12th or 12th and 13th. Yep, I could uh, see that. Later later into the year. Cause yeah, I, think, I could definitely understand that. Because <laughs> there's other teams that I see definitely moving up as they have an easier go of the schedule where these guys are about to just meet murderers. I mean... Christ's sakes for Bournemouth. That is, hey, uh, hey, that's um, our degenerate gambler Pat, do not bet the cherries for the next in month. In December, yeah, you are going to get walloped. Yeah, and actually, let me have a go at a transition. Okay. Um, as you say, clubs moving up the table. Let's take it to Manchester United, <laughs> 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 who is next in line. Yes, Manchester um, United sitting with a record of 
Um, six wins, two draws, and four losses. And here's the big one. A minus one goal differential. That is, this is the first minus goal differential we have said so far. Yeah, uh, in the top half of the table, obviously. I mean, they we're going to come on to a lot more. They are the only team in the top ten with a minus goal differential. They are... Burnley Jr. They are the... Worst team. They have the worst goals against average. Uh, goals against difference. You were right. They were the worst team. The the worst goals against difference until fifteenth place in Burnley. Whoa. And means Burnley 14th, finished in the top fourteenth Bur- through ninth have better goal differentials. Well, you know than Manchester what? United right now. Manchester United have uh, elite company in Burnley. Because when they finish eighth with a negative two goal difference, they'll be the only other top club to qualify for Europe ever with a negative goal difference. Oh, by the way, my dumbass. <laughs> as what Burnley did last year. Um, as you did the transition, I forgot to say, um, I'm giving B's to both uh, um, Bournemouth and to uh, Watford. Christ, I lost my paper. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, that's fine. Well, let's get into I'll, I'll uh, go ahead B and B plus and incomplete. Right. You had already said that. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, you had said it. I just hadn't said mine. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Manchester Manchester United. So I actually did admin. Now we're falling apart. I know it's terrible. I actually did research for this show. I, I this lo- sucks. I love this part because see this part of the, the right there. He was not saying any of that to me. He was just looking at our producer saying it. Just, just, just going. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm, I'm god awful. <laughs> I don't care if you judge what, me. <laughs> what the f is wrong with me? <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. It just. Sam, I'm married to her. Just I know. Learn, the eyes learn, I get are ridiculous over here just sometimes. Learn to I don't care it. if you judge me. Just We've been learn, friends for 16 years she now. Makes, she makes when eyes. When she judges me, it hurts. She <laughs> makes eyes all the time. Okay, well, um, um, Melissa, feel satisfied in the fact that you know your look can still work on one person in this room, and it ain't your husband. <laughs> Cut your hair. We got to get moving. Uh, uh, Manchester United. So, are they going to do... <laughs> What are they going to do to improve their side for the uh, for the January transfer window? Besides I don't hire know. Mourinho, I don't know. I, d- I don't know. Um, Mourinho he- said what he needed all summer long, supposedly, um, and apparently just gave up working with those people, which I, is why they've sucked so bad. Is he going to overpay for a center back in the uh, in the January? No, transfer because window? they wouldn't even buy him one at regular price in the summer. So I don't know what they're going to do. I, re- I really don't. I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, Ed Woodward, their their chairman, decided to not do anything in the summer uh, in terms of what Mourinho was in the media saying he needed. Wasn't even at his desk. He was, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Publicly shaming his center backs. Publicly, you know, coming out against his own team, essentially. So who knows how they're going to react this time. I have no idea. They've given him everything he's wanted up to this point. And then this summer, we're like, Nah, screw that. We think you're good. So I don't. I don't know. How much longer do they keep this thing going? Like, as lo- he's, he's getting results. Well, they've so. won. They've won two on the bounce now. Uh, they beat Juventus in the Champions League, which I think bought him more time. We'll see how December goes. You might fire him. You got the FA Cup game, which you know I'm not, I'm not sure if they've uh, if they've got any of the draw done yet. But no, they don't yet. You might see. You know, then pull a lower league club, which you could basically put out your U16s and still win. Um, for a, at least you should be able to for a club like Manchester United. Right. That being said, they lost to Derby. Right. Uh, to Frank Lampard's Derby, his yes, former they player. Did. Uh, but 
so I don't I don't know. I think it depends. You know, if they come out of December with seven wins, you can't fire him. If they come out at five, two, and one, you know, maybe you know you you look at that and you go, okay, you're doing well, but you still got a couple of places where you drop points. He comes out of that two, you know, one and four, that could be an issue. That could be a big problem. I don't. I, I don't see them. They're going to move up the table because the two clubs in front of them are going to move down the table. That's the only reason why they're going to move up the table. It's they'll they'll get some points here, but I I wonder if them not getting rid of Mourinho sooner will affect them in December, and will they just end up being a very nondescript who gives a damn seventh place team because yeah, it's they what they're br- shaping up to be. They didn't bring Ranieri in. He was available. And the and the talent is way, way, way too good. Way too good to not get there. You know? I, I mean they, they, they should be they should be such a better team. And it just seems like Mourinho's handcuffing them. So let's let's give him a grade. What would you give him? C minus. C minus I, I give him a C. All right, so that then leads us to the greatest uh, club on earth, which is the mighty Toffees of Everton. Six places below their biggest um, rival. Uh, currently sitting in ninth place. To stop with the details. Don't worry about that. That's not what people care about. They care about One the mile away, six places below. <clears throat> they care about the people's club, Sam. And we've already known that that is what – it's the one and only thing that all of our listeners care about. They care about the mighty Toffees of Everton. And you, that sir – apparently don't care about society and can't keep their disciplinary record in, in check. You, sir, need to settle down. Um, with a record of five wins, four draws, and three losses, and a plus four goal differential. Surprisingly. Um, <clears throat> the uh, December, where we were talking about – where we were talking about how Bournemouth and Watford have, you know, a murderer's row coming up. Um, they've Everton's got a couple of tough games, but not anything they can't steer past. They've got at Liverpool, at City, and Tottenham to, at home, and I think they beat Tottenham at home. Um, but the rest of it is at all, Goodison. Yeah, you mean at, yeah, yeah? They have Tottenham at Goodison. Um, but the rest of their the rest of December for them is, um, you know. Newcastle, Watford, it's it's beatable teams. Cardiff, you know, they, they are very beatable teams. Yeah, but teams. you're also looking at, in, in terms of, and we'll come on to it as well, Newcastle and Cardiff, teams on the up. That's true. So that could be a worry. Um, when, you, when you say Everton's on the up right now. I mean, you drew the last time out, mate. Yeah, yeah, drew at the bridge <laughs> to, to Chelsea. That That's... They, you know, they're I'm just giving you shit, dude. I think <laughs> I think every I think this don't squad, get all in your feelings. <laughs> whenever don't I'm, straight catch feelings, Joe. Sammy, whenever I'm all whenever I'm around you, all I do is get caught up in my feelings. What can I say, killer? Well, I'm a supermodel. It <laughs> happens <laughs> exactly. Uh, the for Everton, honestly, I I see a team that's finally gelling under their manager. Now, the if there was going to be a weakness, I would say was the start of the season. Um, looking back. It's not the West Ham loss. That's that's one I wish I had back. I wish I had back a draw to Huddersfield, a draw to Bournemouth, and a draw to Wolves. Yeah. Those those three games are wins and not draws. We're sitting in fifth place. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, g- I I gave you guys a B mm-hmm. specifically because of your start. Um with the discipline with Jack Yelka, the discipline with um with Richarlison. And- 
um, and your lack of ability to find another goal scorer besides Richarlison at that stage, yeah. um, I think really did you in and turned that win against Huddersfield, that win against Bournemouth into draws. Yeah. Um, because you couldn't find that cutting edge with anyone else in your squad at the time. That being said, like, again, to, to harp on your point, um, they're starting to, to take Marco Silva's ideas and really implement them. Yeah. You know? Um, I think Cenk Tosin, even though now he's kind of a, I don't want to say super sub because he doesn't come off and score every time, but right. he comes on and does a job. He comes on and he knows what he's supposed to do and executes, you know, Lincoln play up, um, occasionally does score a goal, uh, but he does well. Calvert-Lewin does well. Uh, Mason Holgate does well. You have all these players that are now coming into the squad and it's seamless. You're ready to go. You know, you don't miss a beat. Right mm-hmm. when you sub these players on, you have a clear idea and a clear uh, plan, you know, going forward. And I think it's paying dividends uh, at this point in the season now. Where at the beginning, Mason Holgate hasn't played a goddamn minute. Oh, I don't really watch Everton. Sorry. Look, look if, if I don't, if, I don't. If you're going to give Melissa, me crap about, I don't, I don't watch mid table fluff. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Um, <laughs> as far as, uh, as I far leave as that to you. Because you're the Everton expert. That's why. I, I, I'd leave it to you. I expect you to be a hashtag professional. Who am I talking about? Lookman. Mason. I'm talking about Lookman is who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the one you keep calling Mason Holgate. Oh, well, didn't Holgate score a goal? Didn't he have a header? Holgate. Oh, that was Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. Ah, Hol- damn it. Holgate is a center back, Sam. I'm really screwing this up today. And Holgate did play. He played right at the very beginning of the season. Oh, so let's <laughs> sum as a liar. Hasn't played since. Liar, liar, pants <clears throat> on fire. Um, But... I, I think the January transfer window, what it brings for Everton is actually more sales. I think they're going to continue to unload the mistakes so, that they bought from last season. Uh, to thin the squad a bit. Thin the squad a little bit. I think that's exactly the route they're going to take because the depth's there. Maybe if there's a striker on the cheap, they might bring in another striker just to see what they can do with them. Or if somebody wants to loan someone. But I don't, I don't see them doing anything too drastic. I think they're just going to go ahead and hold the course and let the guys run with it. I really, I could see them keeping hold of people um, because now you have the injection of money, remember, of Mishari. Uh, mm-hmm. So I could see you holding on to people until the summer. Right. And then getting rid of a few. Then thinning because you can replace them with quality signings from Marco Silva. Right. Um, who has a, again, it just, it goes back to a clear plan, a clear idea, mentality within the club that this is what we're going to do. So I think he then has, you know, I'm sure already Charleston, Bernardo, yeah, well already like, earmarked talent. Like, yeah. Hey, this is who I want. Hashtag talent. Yeah. Uh, th- this is <laughs> who I want. I-, I need, you know, cover for Leighton Baines. I need cover for Seamus Coleman because every time he leaves with Ireland, he gets hurt. Yeah. And I, I want these specific players for <laughs> this specific reason. And Mushar is just going to sign a check. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of those people you will actually lose money on in January uh, that you want to offload because you're going to try to get $40 million for them, you know, or $20 million right. for them. And clubs will be like, screw you, I'll pay 6 And just to get them off your books, where you could get 10 12 in the summer. Yeah, but there are people that aren't even playing. Most understand of them that. are out on No, I understand that. Most of them are But you loan. could get double that money in the summer. Yeah. I, I, would assume, what I'm I would also assume a lot of their play with the players that are on loan – is that hopefully the clubs like them enough that they want to buy them in the in the in the summer 
Well, yeah, but the problem is, is if you sell them, you don't want to go in with a thin squad. I mean, we're talking about it with Tottenham. You want cover. You know, I think they've already got. I think they got a ton of cover. All right. Um, I mean, you were talking about um, uh, Seamus player Coleman. that hasn't even played. Yeah. You know, well, you're talking about Seamus <laughs> Coleman. It's it's uh, John Joe Kenny is right behind him. Who, right, but young. Right. Prone and to then, a mistake or two here and there. And then Baines is not playing. It's it's all Lucas Digne right well, now. Well, right He's now it playing, is. Yeah, and, sure. Because and Baines is the coverage. What well, a great Bain, coverage to have. At Baines left was back. hurt at first, which is why Digne came into the squad. And then um, Dinier's been playing well, so he's kept his place. Right. And it, that's another thing I like. I, b- I believe Marco Silva's Spanish, right? He's from Spain. Uh, he's, Portuguese. Is he Portuguese? Uh, from that part of the world, from that um, from that area, they are very good at the, if you're playing well, you stay in the squad. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like that about them, you know? I mean, it, how demoralizing is it for you to come in, put in the shift of your life, just to be dropped to the bench because somebody else comes back from injury. So yeah, it's got to be demoralizing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and our manager in in Emory had, did the same thing with Ganduzi at the beginning of the season. He was playing well, kept him in the squad. It had a you know kind of a shaky or two performance. Brought on uh, Terrera at halftime. And Terrera's been playing ever Terrera's since. Terrera's been playing ever since because he's been playing brilliantly. And I, I love that. And Digne's actually been a bright spot for you, the big bright spot for you this Abs- season. Absolutely, yes. So um, you said you gave him a, uh, a B plus, did you say, or a B? I said a B just because of the start of the season. I mean, right. that was that was a rough few weeks. Um, I, I give it, him a B plus because they weren't losses, which under old management they were enough. losses. Fair enough. So I, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you that point. That's that's fair enough. But I, I actually, as much as I don't know your club, I had more respect for you than that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Trying to hold you to a standard. All right, well, let's uh, let's get this thing rolling. We have uh, taken way too much time already, and we're going to end up having to stay after school, and uh, the show's running a little long. A little so. detention. Yeah, definitely some detention. So, uh, Lester, <laughs> you, you shouldn't say that aloud, Sam. Well done. Um, Lester City sitting in 10th place with a record of five wins, two draws, um, five losses, and a plus one. Um Sammy, a um, bit of an emotional hangover for him now. Do you think it's going to be a tough go the rest of the way? I didn't want to do it, but I'm going to give him a B minus. Um, and it's more because of future results that I foresee. Yeah, it's going to be a very emotional hangover. Like I said, I've I've been through something similar, losing a teammate though. Yeah. Um, and it was just too much to recover from uh, after that initial boom of emotion and adrenaline and. Everything else, you just kind of fell into a sad place, and it just wasn't easy to express yourself anymore. And then I can't see them making any moves in in January because, well, you know, you're you're your and it, owner, the, the person who well, was going to write the checks and make those his, decisions. I, th- I think isn't his, there. I think his son has stepped right in. I'm I'm sure, but what yes, I'm I'm has, worried about. No, yeah, it's what different. It, it's absolutely different. And and the other thing I'm worried about is maybe being a lot younger. Mm. Might be a bit uh, impulsive. Oh, sure, no problem. Eighty million, sign it. You know, there there might be a some wasteful buys like have been at Manchester United lately. So I will I will say for the following for them, I I give them I give them a, a a B because they're just they're doing kind of what we expected them to do, and I think they're going to finish up somewhere between eighth and tenth place. They're yeah, gonna, I could agree with that. They're they're gonna they're gonna lose a couple of head scratchers, and they're gonna probably get themselves in some trouble here and there. But for the most part. You know what? Moraes, they still have quality. Yeah, Moraes, Moraes go, goes, and then you have 
uh, Madison, who has been amazing. They didn't lose Maguire, which was huge after the World Cup. Um, they just the team is still going strong. And and let's face it, at the end of the day, they got Jamie Effing Vardy, and Jamie Effing Vardy makes everything better. Yes, absolutely. And, right. and they'll they'll be all right. And then they also have um, someone that uh, my wife has grown a quite an affinity for. Uh, they're, uh, they're, one Mr. Schmeichel in the net because he's Casper. He's, he's Danish and beard and blonde, and she when when he was making saves in the um in in the uh, World Cup on the on penalties. Yeah, yeah she was very just. Do you know wait, who's that? His, <laughs> so so his his father played for Manchester United. Actually, came up on a corner late in the game and had an overhead kick. Yep, disallowed for offside though. Yes, but uh, he comes from good heritage. That man. Casper, good heart too. Ran out to try to help uh, uh, Prava. Yeah, when the, when, when, the, the when the helicopter crashed, went down, he, he was, was one running of the first... out of the stadium towards the fire. Yeah, like to help. was going to jump into the fire. It had to be held back. Like, yeah, yeah, was held back. Trying. Casper's a good dude. I like Casper. Yeah, I do too. I Looks do like too. Casper and, too. And God, also get a tan, mate. And, and also, <laughs> as I mean, as next world... time you have a break, go to Spain and just get some sun. <laughs> Uh, I mean, c- come on, he's he's Danish. He probably just turned bright red. <laughs> well, you know? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, so going into uh, the bottom half of the table uh, at 11th place. Is and Wol- these are going to be quick because yes. they all suck. Wolverhampton uh, Wanderers <laughs> are at a record of four, four, four with a minus one goal differential. Um, I would say, is this record really worth all the hype they were getting coming into the league? They're still newly promoted. A lot of the players have not played in England before. I would say so. Um, I'm going to give them a B minus because they did lose a few games that they probably should have won with the quality they have. Uh, but then the last result, remember, was a draw against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So they may be back on the uptick. Um, I'm going to give them a B minus. I give them a C. Have not been impressed so far. It's uh, almost this, the same. Thing. You know, I just <laughs> eh. I, it, it, it's you know what this is. It is it is four. And four and four. You know it's what that incredibly is? mediocre. That's, that is, and what is incredibly mediocre? A, a C. C. <laughs> Not for a newly promoted club, though. Um, I don't see them making any major signings. I don't in, either. I mean, why? Why bother? They already they did spent it. a fair amount of money in the summer. Yeah. All right. So then that leads us into our twelfth place team, Brighton Hove and Albion, and uh, they are sitting at a record of four wins. Two draws and six losses with a minus five goal differential. Um, the biggest thing I'd say about them, much like we were talking about um, early on with Bournemouth and Watford, punching above their weight class. I mean, they are really exceeding expectations. Yeah, and they've they've made the Amex a fortress mm-hmm. um, this season. A lot last season as well. I mean, that's where they picked up ninety percent of their points. But this season really is a fortress. They you know took points off Man United, I think, uh, when they came down. Yeah. Uh, to the AMA. They beat them. Yeah, well, exactly. So yeah. they took all three points, not yes. just some points. <laughs> um, now they worry teams even away from home mm-hmm. uh, sometimes and have a couple of away wins uh, as well this season. I'm going to give them an A uh, for everything they've done. They look like they have a clear mentality. Everyone knows their job. They, they are a little helter-skelter at times. But for a team like Brighton, for a small club like Brighton, this is as good as it gets at the moment. I I give them a B plus because this is they've they've done more than they should be doing, and they seem like a team 
that I, I said this a few weeks back, I see them possibly finishing in 10th place. I see them finishing in the top That's what I'm saying. Table. Yeah, exactly. I, they're, they're just, it, the Cardiff game aside, that was, they went down to 10 men, and frankly, they played better than Cardiff, and they deserved the draw. And it was just last second helter may skelter. Have the win, to be honest. Yeah, with you. last second helter skelter, and Cardiff gets gets a goal to get the win. But I mean, that felt very. That I mean, that team is on. So, um, yeah, I give him a I give him a B plus. Yeah, I agree with that. Sam, that leads us to thirteenth place, West Ham United, with a record of three wins, three draws, and six losses, and a minus four goal differential. Um. Dug themselves one hell of a hole to start the season, didn't they? Yeah, they looked like they were still on vacation. I mean, they're a much better side than their record reflects. I still see a top ten finish for this team, especially top because ten. I I still see a top ten finish oh, for this man, team. That might be a stretch. I see them in t- ninth or tenth place. I see them in Brighton sitting hmm. in ninth and tenth. I see, uh, you know, yeah, but where are you going to put yourself? Leicester in eighth. I see us now. I. Honestly, I see us in sixth. I so, see, where, so where's United? United in seventh. I don't right. see him improving that much, especially if they keep uh, Mourinho on the way they. Uh, no, I don't. I don't see. Heck, I can even see us in sixth and see Tottenham in seventh. I mean, in now sixth we're and, talking. I could see Tottenham. Now this in is sixth a prediction I want to dive into a bit. I mean, and I'd, I'd see. <laughs> Sorry, Spuds. I'd see the three. I'd see the three. You in fourth. Us in fifth. Spuds in sixth. United in seventh, and then it would be. Leicester, West Ham, and um, Brighton. All right, uh, it's I could totally see that, but anyway, we're getting away from it. Um, West Ham dug themselves a big hole. Do they really need to go out and buy anybody? I don't think so. Not the way they've been playing lately. Um, got I think the depth. Yeah, I think everyone's on side now um, yeah. with the manager. Uh, they may need to strengthen that uh, right midfield area mm-hmm. um, where Yarmolenko went down with an ACL. Yeah, and um, he was and he was the spark he that, was really yeah. starting to impact the He was the one the that got them going. And to it be was honest. it was against, against us. Joel, yeah. Against us. He was responsible um, for all three of the goals against us. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to give them an overall C and an incomplete again, kind of slash incomplete because I I still am not sure what they are. They still have, you know, leaky weird <laughs> moments at the back where you're like, "How the hell did that happen? You know, one of those you're scratching your head like, really? Like Pritchard, I, Pritchard's goal? Yeah, uh, was it that that kind of? Yeah, just scooted went, in. Yeah, just like, what are you guys? Are you not paying attention to the game? Like, what are you doing? I I give them a, um I give them a D, and the reason why I give right. them a D is because this team is way better than their than than yeah, what their record shows, the, and the, they're just and the reason I went C, complete disappointment. The reason I went C was because of the stretch of games you talked about last week, as we recapped mm-hmm. against you, Chelsea. Uh, I forget the other teams that were there. You two were the big uh, team and, that they uh, faced. United. They beat United. Yeah. So you look at those that run of games. I mean, yeah. that's worthy beat, of an up in their in their grade. Beat us, in my opinion. Beat us, tied Chelsea. Beat United. Beat United. And then they go and tie Huddersfield, and, right, they, exactly, and then they yeah. had like a brain scratching loss a couple of weeks to go to. It's um, very weird that team. So um, was in twentieth place, but suddenly two weeks and two wins gets them into fourteenth place. We have Newcastle United <laughs> with a record of two wins, three losses, seven—I mean, three draws, seven losses, and a minus six goal differential. Now that is the big thing, is that as you talked about last week, that minus six goal differential because everybody else 
has a horrific goal differential yeah, it's below all them. minus double digits, I think, the rest of the way. Yep. And so um, so I just wrote this down. Okay, so you got a few wins. Now what? This is the only team I gave in, if it's not an oxymoron, a complete incomplete to. <laughs> same, exact same yeah. grade. I give them an incomplete because I have Across no idea what to, yeah, to, to there's no, think about this squad. There's no start. There's no middle. There's no end. There's... <laughs> You know, I kind of, like with you guys, because of your start, I gave you a B. Because of West Ham's start, I gave them a C. Be, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. This team, completely incomplete. Yeah. I have, they've I have won no two idea. Games now, you know? Yeah, I have no idea what to say about them. There's no more inconclusive team. You don't know who's going to turn up uh, at the weekend. Great manager, great young pieces, good loan players. The, the team should be better than they are, but. They were hard luck losers in a few games there. Like at the start of the season, lost to Tottenham 2-1 to in a game they had and every they right to win. Yeah. They lose to Brighton at home 1-0 in a game that, I mean, now granted, Brighton, we, they hit a we've couple really posts, hyped I up. Think. We really have hyped up and have done really well. But again, a that's, a game. Missed in that game yeah, too, that's, a, that's a game you should be winning, Newcastle. Yeah. And so it's impossible to figure out what the hell they are. I mean, it's so, pretty simple. It's an incomplete. Here we go. Started so poorly, but have won two on the bounce. We will see. Same thing I wrote. For That's the all most I got. Part. Um, um, they won't strengthen. Mike Ashley doesn't spend money. You, you don't could think, just skip that question. You don't think they try to uh, <laughs> steal some uh, championship players? Eh, they may. They might get a loan or two in, but I mean, they need somebody that's going to score goals consistently. They need somebody to compliment because Mo Diame is shit this this year. Uh, they're going to need somebody to compliment John Joe um, Shelby uh, mm-hmm. in the midfield, uh, and then. They're going to need a partner for uh, LaSalle's at the back. Yeah. Um, I think Dubravka's a good keeper. Yeah, he's I a very think, good keeper. I've yeah, I think Yedlin's a, a, a serviceable right back, uh, if not a good right back. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's great, but I think his speed alone uh, really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what they got on the left side. They've got Matt Ritchie. Uh, they've got a couple of good players in that squad. We'll see what happens. Ayuzi Perez is kind of their talisman. <laughs> Uh, of late, you know, when he plays well, the team seems to do well. Uh, so we'll see, but I mean, Mike Ashley doesn't like to spend money. So uh, heading into 15th place, we have uh, Burnley with a record of two wins. The least I have to say about any club. Three draws, seven losses, and a startling minus 13 goal differential. Um, we talked about it last week. Joe Hart needs to go out. They need to get Heat and their Pope in there because those are better goaltenders. Absolutely. Um too established to go down? No, they're not. Um, the Europa League really drained them, and now they're finding it really difficult to get out of that rut. Uh, I think the travel at the beginning of the season is an issue. I give them a D minus. They're trouble. It's trouble at the moment. <laughs> they, they don't score a lot of goals to begin with, and their hallmark was good defense. They don't have that right now. And a lot of it, yes, is down to Joe Hart, but... I mean, the defenders in front of him really are giving up too many chances that they never gave up. They were getting blocks in. They were, you know, putting their bodies on the line. They're not doing it. They're giving up goals at home, too, which yep. they never give up goals yep. at Turf Moor. Uh, you, you have to make your home stadium a fortress. If you're going to stay up, your home stadium, uh, maybe not a fortress, your home stadium needs to be the place where you pick up points. Well, if you're a team who plays very staunch defense and counterattacks, you can do that. Do you, you're, you're, Home stadium needs to be a damn fortress. Yeah. And, um, and it's not at the moment. It has been for the last two years. It's not at the moment. 
All right, so I give them a D as well. I'm well, you give them a D minus, but I give them yeah, yeah. I give them a D. After the last two seasons, the way they've played, there's there's I, I this is the worst start they could have dreamt of. Oh, it's been terrible. After the best season they've ever had. Um, shocker, whoever gets that European spot, that last team, always struggles after the fact. I'm with Southampton you. had it, Everton had it, Burnley's had it, whoever is that team that ends up being in the European spot that has to play in August, like early, like hell, late July, yep. early August. In a lot of always, cases, yeah, late July. Always struggles. Yep. Um, so that leads us into 16th place, which is Crystal Palace with a record of two wins, two losses. I mean, two wins, two draws, eight losses. I'm See, look at me being all American. And, <laughs> and a minus nine goal differential. Sammy, Wilfred, or won't they? Zaha. <laughs> That's clever right <laughs> now. For somebody to get so Thank many you. names wrong, you actually could write a sentence. I mean, th- that's I mean, not bad. How how can one man completely decide what a team is going to be? Well, apparently this is how. Because um, yeah. the rest of them are shit. Yeah. What are you going to do? Do Do you think they try to make a loan move like they did last year they where they to. got Loftus-Cheek? They have I, to. I think there's a loan move in their future. They have to. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was Loftus-Cheek again. If it was Loftus-Cheek himself, yeah. And if, and if they make that loan move, guess what Crystal Palace does? Shoot up the table a bit. They survive. I don't know about shoot up the table. They survive. Three or four places. If they don't, um, if they don't, a uh, little hint, Sammy, they were my seventeenth I mean, um, 18th place team. They were my team to go down. Right. Uh, I have the first sentence I wrote here is too reliant on one player. Yeah, it's all him. The second sentence I wrote was need to strengthen in January badly, but more than likely they won't. Yeah. And I give them a D. <clears throat> That's all I had on them. I, I give them, I give them a D as well. Um, I would give them an F if I'm sorry there. I'm the one who banged the table that time. So when you hear that big, that was me going for more whiskey. I just want everybody to know that I'm so off the hook this week. It's brilliant. <laughs> Sam, you're you, so you're always on the hook. <laughs> I did screw up earlier a lot. But, um, and and then our producer just did it. <laughs> brilliant. The second would be our producer doing it. So, um, Palace... Palace typically finds a way to survive, but I'm just not sure if they can do it this time. Um, well, that's only recent that they've done that. Yeah. So um, before that, it was up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. So into um, so into 17th place, we've got Southampton with uh, a killer one win, five draws, and six losses with a minus 13 goal differential. Sammy is Sparky the next to go. Absolutely is. Um. Absolutely is. I don't know how to say this politely. Um, you got to get the beat button ready because if you don't score fucking goals, you can't stay in the league. And he's an awful fucking manager. He, yeah. He's just not good. He was a striker for Barcelona, for Christ's sake. Yeah, he's Sco- terrible. Buy a striker, score a goal. Yeah. You're killing me. You're killing me. End um, of story. E. Here's- Flat out E. You suck. You're an idiot. Go away. Um, I, I give them an E as well. And then my second, my follow-up question to that, Sam, was going to be, where did the Saints fire go? This was a team that it didn't matter who they lost. They were always going to be punching up above their 
pay grade. They were always going to be seventh or eighth place. They were always sticking around. It didn't matter who they lost because their academy was amazing. They There's always, the problem. There, like, therein lies the issue. They had the academy. So they had people brought up in their style for years and years and years. And then they'd make their breakthrough to the first team. These last few years, but after Gareth Bale, after Theo Walcott, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, who have they brought through? You know, you know who would who, be. Who's been there? I'm asking. Other than other than Ward Price, I mean Ward Price is really Prowse. the Prowse. Prowse. I'm sorry, I thought it was Ward Price, but Ward Prowse. I he's and then he's, you sell your best in. player and do Santadich. Yeah, to Ajax. To, what well, are you gonna do? And, yeah, well, in the January transfer window of last year, you sold your best defender and. Um, in Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, in Dyke. So yeah. what are you going to do? Um, here's here's a move that I think they actually make, Sam. They bring back Morgan, Morgan Schneiderlin. They buy him from us on the cheap. Yeah, it could and be. And we'd be ready to drop him. Uh, it could be. Because clearly Andres Gomez is is solidified himself with, um, with Idrissa Gay. And Tom Davies isn't getting playing time. So he's clearly the next guy off the bench to play in the middle of the field. Yeah. Where does that leave Morgan Schneiderlin? He's not even on the bench right yeah, now. He's four or five down a pecking order. I think for yeah. Southampton, that is a brilliant pickup if they went out and got him, and we'd get rid of him for under ten just to get rid of him. Could be. Oh, but um, they need goals. He's not going to bring goals. That's the other problem. They need goals. Yeah, but he's going to just bring some kind of. Brian Graham is available. My little brother as uh, a forward, uh, former Division One player. But um, Southampton should take a chance. But but they have but but they have they have. I'm going to be a real boy in Charlie Austin. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> so, all right. Leading He's into, a joke. <laughs> yeah. Leading into uh, 18th place. Well, I mean, he was a former Red, so of course he's a joke. Um, I No, that was, da- that was Danny Ings, not Charlie Austin. Okay. Sorry. Well, still, also a joke. <laughs> Danny Ings on their bench, though. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And that, my friend, okay. is a dig. You know, um, hey. <laughs> heading into 18th place, we've got Cardiff City, who is uh, sitting with a record of two wins, two draws, and eight losses, and a minus 14 goal differential. Um, Sammy, I can't help but thinking dead man walking. I don't know. That was so joyous, that face he made. We talked about it last week a little bit after that win. And so um, lucky. I know. So lucky. Um, I'm going to surprise a lot of people with this grade. Okay. Because it's Neil Warnock, and because it's Cardiff City, and the money they spent was spent on literal garbage, um, I'm going to give them a C-, because even in 19th place, I think they're punching above their weight. 18th place. <laughs> or in 18th. Are they 18th? Yeah, 18th. Oh, I forgot. I, my notes went onto a third page. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> Um, yeah. Hence, hence why we've gone over an hour. <laughs> so yeah. So in 18th place, I really do believe uh, they're punching above their weight, um, um, and they're lucky to be where they are at the moment, and not a a ridiculous laughing stock. Now they're just a mediocre laughing I, stock. I give them a D because they got two wins. That's honestly that's it. I give them a D because they got two wins. Otherwise, I would give them an E. Um, Going into 19th place, we have Huddersfield Town. Oh, by the way, they won't strengthen. Oh, God, They won't no. do anything. Oh, they'll do nothing. Um, no. Well, they'll because, just discount more flights. Because with Huddersfield it. Town, the thing I'm about to make a remark of includes them. Huddersfield Town sitting with a record <laughs> of one win, four draws, seven losses, and a minus 16 goal differential. Um, I ask you the next question. Sammy, Wagner, the next to go? I'm going to tell you literally everything I wrote here. I gave uh-huh. them an E. 
Poor team, no goals, bad defense. I like Wagner, but he should probably go. Um, that was it. And why do they in Cardiff seem so content with losing and going down? I mean, they're, they're I've never because seen they, two they, teams so reserved to just go, eh, F it, we're so going down. Huddersfield's never been here. Cardiff has only been here once. That's why. Um, I think that they're so beholden to the men that got them up that they don't care if they go down. They've no. got their three hundred million from two years in the Premier League, Huddersfield, right? And they've gotten their, you know, one hundred and fifty million for their year in the Premier League at Cardiff. And when Huddersfield goes down, I don't ever see them coming back up. I don't know. They it was pure de- horse ass luck no, that they got in the last time. Both of them played decent Championship football. Um, now under Neil Warren at Cardiff is much more root. Huddersfield one, but- got in on a one nothing win off a penalty. In, in in the uh, playoff final. playoffs against uh, Sheffield Wednesday, and Sheffield Wednesday was clearly the better squad. It was shite as well, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. But they were they, that year, they were the better squad, and they deserved, a, they deserved to go up. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, we'll see. So, um, and you notice, I said, does Sparky get fired? Does Wagner get fired? I didn't say, does Warnock get fired? Because Warnock ain't getting fired. No. He's going to keep his job. They love him. They're, they're okay. I don't know he, why, but they love him. He'll finish in 20th place. They won't care. He'll, you know when he'll get fired is if they start screwing up in the championship. Yeah. And that's when he'll get fired. Yeah, he might retire before he gets fired. <laughs> so leading us into our final team in 20th place, we have Fulham sitting with a record of one win, two draws, nine losses, and a minus 20. And Sam, I got to give you credit. You called it. They fired the uh, They fired the manager. They, yes. And they brought in former Chelsea manager and more importantly, former Leicester manager, the championship winning Leicester manager. The Premier League winning. I mean Premier League. Yes. Winning. Thank you. Um, so I've got that here. Uh he is only the third man to ever manage both Fulham and Chelsea. By the way, who is that? Because I didn't uh, it's Claudio Ranieri. Oh Cla- Claudio Ranieri. <laughs> Neither Sorry. one of us said his name. <laughs> um, like, you know, him. That guy, he's going to take the team on. What else is fun is Slavisa Jakinovic was Claudio Ranieri's first signing when he was Chelsea manager. No shit. Um, He is one of at least two, uh, but I think four players that uh, I found, former Chelsea players that have managed Fulham. Um, But only the third man to ever manage both. He's managed Chelsea, Leicester, Nantes in France. Uh, Italian clubs such as Cagliari, uh, Napoli, uh, Inter, Juve, Roma, uh, in Spain at Valencia over two spells at Letica Madrid, back in Italy with Parma, and then the Greek national team, uh, in Italy again with Fiorentina, and, uh, I was drunk when I wrote this, I'm sorry. I'm surprised, and, I'm surprised um, my wife isn't rolling her eyes as much as you are rolling your god darn R's. I was trying not to say other one i keep you damn you russ now you got me thinking about say gd all the time and every time i start to say it i go don't say it okay anywho go ahead. and back in france with monaco mm-hmm. um he's hey, got with, a without an r to roll he's yeah uh sorry i'm a worldly person <laughs> <laughs> that's coming back to haunt you i probably will <laughs> That's probably true. Um, but I do have one Puerto Rican grandparent, and I do um, fancy myself a bit of a foreign language person. So uh, I think I know what I'm doing a, a bit. 
Anyway, uh, he's got a big job on his hands here. Um, now, at Nantes, when he came in, uh, his last uh, club job um, in France, they were leaking goals left and right. The defense was terrible, much like Fulham's is, and he did right the ship. That being said, I don't think Fulham at all knows what their best 11 are, um, and he is known from his time at Chelsea as the Tinker Man. Which Ranieri is going to come through? Is he going to tinker with the lineup every week? You know, and make changes and do this and find partnerships? Or is he going to, you know, take training and over these last two weeks and do things, you know, to try to solidify, hey, you guys are my best 11. I need you to do this, this, and this, end the story, and write the ship. I don't um, know. I, I would give them an E. Now that they've changed managers, I give them an incomplete because who knows what he's going to do with them. What I I can't see it from across the room. What it was it? E and incomplete. E and incomplete. That's what um, I gave him too. I have full faith that he will write the ship. I have full faith that um, Fulham will comfortably finish in fifteenth place and get moved right up the right up the table, and they'll they'll fix it. Um, Sam, I do want to give you an opportunity since not knowing the manager situation, you pick Southampton in your predictions. Do you want to change that for next weekend? Do you still stick with Southampton beating Fulham at at Fulham or do you want or do you want to change your prediction? It's at Fulham. It's at Fulham. I picked 2 to 1 to Fulham at Fulham. Yeah, I'm going to go with a draw. You're going to go with the draw? Okay. Well, a score in, 1-1. One, one. <clears throat> okay, we will change that. All right, well then, kids, that wraps up our uh, our back-to-school progress reports. We've gone a little long, but uh, you know what? Screw it. We have mics, and we love the sound of our own voices, so we're going to go really long. You also and... have a great holiday weekend chance to listen to our show in its entirety of all... You're going to be driving to your... 84 minutes of it. Well, it's going to go 90 because we still got a little bit to talk about. But um, we're um, you're going to be driving to your families anyways. It's the busiest, most traffic-filled uh, traveling day of the year this coming Wednesday. So listen to the pod then. Right. Buy the Wi-Fi. You know, on the plane. Listen to us. Exactly. There's a lot to catch up on. So, um, last week, personally, uh, was an achievement, as I haven't been on the score sheet for a while, really, uh, in any note, but I did score two this past week. However, it was in a losing effort, uh, six to four. Yes, I, a defender, a dickhead defender, scored half of our goal. Two thoughts. First, you're no bigger than the club. <laughs> 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 Second, second, second thought. I blame myself. I wasn't. I wasn't there. Um, I, I wasn't there for the first half. I had a uh, work engagement that I needed to be at, and I wasn't able to be. And there when you to, showed up, we shit the you, bed to give you the tutelage to uh, make sure that you guys would have been successful. So, um, so I blame myself. Um, unfortunate, we lost. Uh, lost six to four in a game that we probably should have had. Um, putting us to one, three, and one, and regrettably, even if we pull off wins in our next two games, which is very possible, 
A it record is. of three, three, and one will probably be not be good enough to get us into the playoffs. So it'll put well, us just on the outside looking we'll in. We'll see what happens. Um, most of the squads that are ahead of us are pretty much looking like they're going to get to at least four. They're nah. pretty much all looking like they're going to get to four wins. Which <laughs> I don't is- know if I keep on my goal scoring tear. Um, you know, honestly, everybody. If I score 20% of the goals that are scored in a game, there's an issue with the game in general. We lost 6-4. to four. That would be, you scored 2. That would be 50% of the goals for our squad. What I said was mm-hmm. 20% of the goals in the game, mm-hmm. which would be a 10-goal game, I scored 2, 20%. If I score 20% of the goals <laughs> in a game, there is an issue with the game itself. There's a problem. Um, we were not hitting on all cylinders. Uh uh, going forward, really. Um, although the second goal was brilliant, if I do say so myself. A little drop of the shoulder, a little opening of the body. You're no bigger than the squad. Banged onto the far post, son. You're no bigger than the squad. Come on. You're no bigger than the squad. Come on. Settle down. It was brilliant. All right. um, uh, we could have done better defensively, uh, honestly. It, it, it didn't go very well in that aspect of the game. Well, uh, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. As always, we really like doing these back-to-school ones because there's no real script. We get to kind of riff a little, and it's a lot of fun to do. So, Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, happy Thanksgiving, first and foremost, everybody out there, all the Americans. Um, hope you all find some family, some friends uh, to be around. Make sure you hug and love everybody uh, that you're close to. Um, and give thanks. I also do want to say we have a question, uh, again, from our friend Russ. Um, like I said, you could send in multiple questions this week. A uh, phenomenal he question, did. by the way. It's a great, question, a great question, and we really could do an entire show just on that question. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to leave it for next time, uh, but we are going to dive into it at least a bit and, and do a few minutes on it. Um, and that question, uh, just so you you know have some, have some thought over the, uh, over the break here, uh, if the new FA rule gets approved and bref- uh, Brexit moves along as breakfast. planned. Bre- breakfast. <laughs> I'm making scotch eggs on oh. Wednesday. I was thinking about that. Oh, it sucks when somebody jumps in right in the middle of you talking, I know. doesn't it? No, not really. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm used to it. Yeah, you just, oh, man, that sucks L- when somebody is it. When you're trying to make a point, you're trying to say a really nice question, and then you just do not hit mute. Now, do not when- hit mute. Do not hit mute. Can I say, when I jump in on a question, it's a quip. It's a quick little stab real quick. Always, that's it. But it's always, I'm just bringing up the point that you do it because you do it anyway, constantly. Please, go on with the question. Anyway. If I say new, it right this time. It, you're done. If the, new, <laughs> if the new FA rule gets approved and Brexit moves along as planned, could it decimate the Premier League of having uh, having foreign players in it? Um, could that then pave the way forward for the proposed European Super League with the top English clubs then now pushing for it so they can include more European players? Um, we're going to dive into this later. Uh, so a little bit of politics, a little bit of football. It'll be a lot of fun. We can also compare that to... Um college football in the United States because there's always been talk of breaking away from the NCAA with the power conferences yep. and doing their own thing too like a super league kind and of And being thing. able to pay their players or something, so, you know, I, or give them some sort of... I can uh, I can almost say I could see us doing a, honestly, a whole international break on just that question. That might problem be is really it doesn't happen until March. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's true. It that's too much of a preview. One. Yeah, so oh. we'll 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 get into that question <laughs> definitely next week. We're going to make room for it. Right. Uh, thanks. Thank you so much again for joining us. Oh, everybody. by the yes, go ahead. No, again, just stomping no, all over it. You just went four minutes into it, so I was just being a dick. That's it. Yeah, but you do it. <laughs> All. Yeah, but you were just being a dick for like four minutes, so I just said it. You do it. All. I actually have nothing to say other than you're a dick. You do it all the fucking time. <laughs> I do it once. I do it once that, because that's finally. That's my stick, though. That's what I do. That's who I am. Oh, my God. Will not change me. <laughs> you are such a fucking tool. You are such a fucking tool. It's like, hey, Sammy, any parting words? Yes, I said all my parting words. I start to speak. But no, wait, I need to speak more. I have to talk more. Please listen to me. I'm Sam Graham. Talk to Lina. Yeah, and then you harp on it for, if you didn't harp on it for three minutes, I wouldn't have said anything. But eat, eat a dick. Oh, eat a dick. Thank That's you. A, this, right. this is me telling you to eat a dick. All right. <laughs> Suck my balls, okay? <laughs> You know what? I had some fun stuff written. You know what? Thank you so much for joining us. For Sam Graham, the ball sucker, this is Sam Houston. Have a great Thanksgiving week, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next weekend. All right? Bye, everybody. I do just want to say sorry, Melissa. Of course he has to add something. Of course he has to add something. I'm so sorry. Everybody, this is a train wreck. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Have a great night. Bye now. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't fuck it up. Okay, I won't fuck it up. Hey, you. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. I won't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving.